The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I am Will Brinson. I am your host. It is Thursday, August. It's not August. Thursday, September 24th. Get it together, Brinson. September. It's late September, and my child, my kid really should be back at school. You get that, Heath? You get that line? Uh, no. It's Rod Stewart, which is, when you say it out loud, not cool to say. But uh, Rod Stewart with the faces was awesome. Uh, anyway, Heath Cummings joining me to break down every game on the regular slate from a DFS perspective. And then we'll hit on the Sunday night showdown lineup. I almost cashed big on Monday, Heath, on the show. Oh, yeah? Uh, I was uh, a Latavius Murray and Daniel Carlson swap away from – I won $125. If I'd gone with Carlson instead, of, I would have won $41,000. So That would have been better. That would have been better. Showdown is funky, man. But really, I mean, you were just 20% away from the winning lineup. That's right. Less than that. 15? Five spots, right? Are we not six spots? Oh, uh, I think there's six on DraftKings. Yeah, six on DraftKings. So, and I had Kamara as the cat. Anyway, nobody cares about this. Uh, but the point being is I, I, it was, it was like all of a sudden I had Kamara and Breeze and Breeze hadn't done very much, but I knew I was like flirting in that. 200, 300 range in terms of like ranking. I was like, you know, if Kamara hits Breeze for, or if Breeze hits Kamara for a touchdown pass, this would be at least be spicy. Yeah. It was was not to be. Uh, that's okay. Maybe next time I'll get them. And it was like 13 people spent 41 grand. Anyway, you know what I did last week also? I got too cute, Heath. I got too cute. Did you or did you just play injured guys? Oh, you're right. I did play injured guys. Paris Campbell hurt. Saquon Barkley hurt. Yep. Uh, a lot of guys hurt. Tough week. It's, it's pretty tough. And obviously it's worse for the Giants and Giants fans and Saquon Barkley himself. It is tough when you have a lineup with Saquon Barkley and it's done by 1.30 on Sunday. That, yeah. You start researching the showdown slate. Um, <laughs> that's right. Is, yeah. I, I too played a lot of Saquon Barkley. I think it was the right play based on projected ownership. Um, but it didn't work out. And so we're just going to win that money back this week. That's right. And I stayed away from the Seahawks and, or excuse me, the Falcons and the Cowboys game. Uh, as mm. we talked about, it was sort of like a pivot, right? And it was not a good pivot. I think there's some chalk that you fade and then there's Falcons games or Cowboys games and yeah. Seahawks games because they both have great offenses and terrible defenses and they're both playing this week. The Seahawks minus five over under 55 and a half. This number keeps climbing and I good luck finding somebody who will tell you that the under is the right play in this game. This is a this is the game for DFS this week, right? It for for DFS chalk this week, I'm, I'm sure fairly certain it will be the game. Um, and it's interesting because I don't really think either of these defenses are particularly good. They're not, but their offenses are a little bit tricky with figuring out who you want to play. Um, especially those wide receivers for the Cowboys. Michael Gallup's been a major disappointment so far. CeeDee Lamb looks like he's already supplanted him as the number two. Mari Cooper's doing everything but scoring touchdowns. And then Dalton Schultz just is Blake Jarwin, who was going to be a better Jason Witten. So, like, you can only play four. Um, good luck picking which four. That's a great point. And because you can target this game 
and there could be 70 points in this game, and you might walk away with very few fantasy points if you pick the wrong wide receiver. Because I don't, you can't do, you can't do a Dak Prescott. Like you, you got to pick between Dak and Russell. And For sure, that and changes. I would, choose, I would choose Russell. I I would agree with that. That changes what you can do in terms of your wide receiver selection. You, if you go with Russell, you have to come back with, or you have to have one of Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf, and you have to hope you pick that correctly. And then you sort of have to pick somebody to come back with on the Cowboys side and hope you also pick that correctly. Yeah, I'm just going to play a lot of the combinations, and that's easier. If you're if you're really wanting one lineup from this game, I'm probably going Russ, Lockett, Metcalf. And then depending on which, uh, and probably Elliott, and then depending on which other players you play, you play the Cowboys wide receiver that fits in. So okay. I, I think you go, uh, for me, I go Russ with his two, two top wide receivers, Zeke on the other side, and then that flex is going to probably be whichever receiver I can afford. I assume on DraftKings, Gallup is now the cheapest Cowboys receiver. I believe on DraftKings, Gallup is 5,500, CD Lamb 5,400, which okay. means that you have a, I, I personally think, and look, I'm probably going to go down with this ship again this week, but like to me, Gallup is such an obvious con- contrarian play because no one will want him. He is a hundred dollars more than CD Lamb, who's the more attractive rookie. Yep. Gallup hasn't got anything going. I do think there will be sort of a, Hey, look, you know, like, you know, Michael Gallup, let's target. I don't know if they'll purposely like focus on targeting Gallup, but I think he'll, I think if he goes off, if he catches like two long touchdowns and you have him, you have such leverage and equity because of everybody's going to be on Amari. Everybody's going to be on Z, right. Dak, and of course, C. I agree. So yep. there's nothing wrong with playing any of these guys. No. If you go with Dak and Amari or Dak and CD Lamb, and then come back with one of the Seattle wide receivers, you're going to need to differentiate your lineup elsewhere. Yeah, I might even go Dak, Lamb, Gallup. Ooh, that's kind of nice. Yeah, like, Cooper will be heavily owned. Yeah, I don't think you're going to have, like, you're, and you're still not going to have really very much path. Like, you're going to have to find some contrarian running backs and tight ends and such because you, you, regardless of who you choose, it's going to be high owned, but Gallup helps a little bit. That's right. Gallup can uh, certainly beef it up. Do you have any interest in Chris Carson? Or are there any players you're avoiding from this, this game? I'm probably not playing Carson. Um, I think he's splitting a little bit too much for me for what his price is. So I, I probably won't play Carson. There's there's several running backs um, that I'm really interested in based on – and. Uh, Again, most of my research early in the week is based on FanDuel, so you'll tell me what the prices are on DraftKings, but Carson's $300 more on FanDuel than Miles Sanders. Mm. There's no way I'm playing Chris Carson. He's a 1000 more than Jonathan Taylor on and FanDuel. Taylor uh, will be – we'll get to Taylor in a minute, but, I mean, like he's likely going to be quite chalky. I would presume I wouldn't be surprised if Sanders and Taylor are the chalk, except for the fact that like Zeke's on the slate. So Carson is actually cheaper on DraftKings. He is more expensive. He's he's sixty six hundred on on DraftKings. Sanders is sixty four hundred. Uncle Lynn is sixty two hundred. Kareem Hunt sixty one. Kenyon Drake six thousand. Joe Mixon fifty nine hundred. Uh, Jonathan Taylor all the way up to seven thousand on DraftKings, which is uh, below, if you take out Christian McCaffrey, only Zeke, Henry, Dalvin Cook, and Josh Jacobs. That is, yeah, it. It, In that situation, I would play Carson over Taylor. Yeah. But I'd much rather play Miles Sanders, and I'd rather play Kenyon Drake. I agree. And let's go Let's go to that game, because I think the Lions and Cardinals, oh, man, it's been a rough two weeks for the Lions' den, Heath. Oh, my God, I thought you were drinking a giant glass of bourbon, or a, but it's, it just looks like a uh, – yeah. Is it, you, let me see that glass again. Can oh, it's it? a fantastic glass. It looks like it's from Pizza Hut in the 80s. I love it. It's not. It's actually you know, like crushed ice and like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, those were plastic though. Right, 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 right. That's an yeah, actual this, this glass. glass. Yes, it just had that, it has that vibe it about it. It does have the look. I agree. You're right. That is a, it's a compliment. I thought it looked kind of classy actually. And then you said, said like a 1980s Pizza Hut cup. So no, it does look classy. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that Pete, I'm like Roy McElroy. I don't know if you saw it. He's like Domino's, man. We're on this. Did you see that video? Uh uh-uh. So Roy McIlroy was talking to JT and they're mic'd up at this like charity event they were doing on Tuesday. 
And uh, he's like, he's like, yeah. So like, you know, how's dad life or whatever? He's like, you know, we're, we're talking about food for some reason. He goes, we're just on this huge Domino's kick right now. <laughs> it was like, what? You are, you are worth like $75 million and you were just slamming Domino's. I respect it. I, I think, uh, my son is a huge Domino's fan. So that would not surprise me at all. Can we get a Domino's sponsorship, Devo? Can we get, I mean, can't get Coors Light. Can't get, I mean, what do we have to do to get a beer sponsorship and a pizza sponsorship on this podcast? All I do is drink beer and eat pizza. It's ridiculous. They don't think you fit the mold. I guess not. Um, okay. Anyway, moving along to the Lions and Cardinals. The Cardinals minus six at home. The over under 54 and a half. That over under has shot up. It is my belief and understanding that for the first time in three weeks, Kenny Galladay will return for the Detroit Lions. Uh, maybe this time I won't forget to take him out of my lineup if he doesn't. DeAndre Hopkins is, of course, in this game. Kyler Murray, who has been outstanding, is in, is in this game. And Heath, I assume you agree with me that if there was a possible shootout that's flying under the radar for DFS, it might be this one? Half of this one. Okay. I, I don't think there's anything under the radar at all about Kyler Murray anymore. Fair enough. Um, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the chalk at quarterback this week and he would be deserving wow. and I will play some Kyler Murray, but, uh, Stafford is what I expect to be my favorite contrarian quarterback. Cause I do think his, uh, roster rate will be significantly lower than Dak Wilson, Kyler Murray. And, uh, I, I, they'll be chasing the squirrel and I don't really think Arizona's defense is as good as it's looked early in the year. So yeah, I'll have some Stafford Gulladay. I'll have some Stafford Marv. That's probably the extent of it. I don't know. TJ Hawkinson only had a 12% target share with Kenny Gulladay out and Arizona, it seems has made a real Proved effort <laughs> to improve against tight ends after everyone made fun of them about it. So like a Stafford Gulladay Hopkins or Stafford Gulladay Drake. Sounds pretty good. And I'll play a little bit of Kyler too. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Kyler is the fourth highest priced quarterback at DraftKings 6,800 behind only <laughs> Josh Allen, of course, <laughs> Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson. My, the entire NFL has flipped on its head uh, overnight. But Stafford, uh, the thing is, like, he's the fourth highest and I don't have anybody projected to score more points this week. So Kyler. Like he's now my number one quarterback, regardless of price. The Lions' are, defense is atrocious. Oh yeah, I mean, really, really bad, for sure. The one thing that would worry me about Kenny Galladay is if Patrick Peterson was on him twenty four seven. But Terry McLaurin just kind of smoked Pat P. And we don't mean to disparage Patrick Peterson, who I think technically is now one of our coworkers because he has a podcast with Brian McFadden called All Things Covered that you should check out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast, you can hear them, Heath, talk to their first guest. Do you know who their first guest was? If you don't know, I'm going to tell you. Tell me, please. It is? Tyron Mathayu. Tyron Mathayu. The Honey Badger. That's how John Breach pronounces Tyron Matthew. Tyron Mathayu. What is I, the, I mean, what a psychopath. It sounds like he's like rapping it through an auto-tune. Yeah, or, or like like he's British and he felt the need to, uh, yeah. I don't know, it's weird. Um, anyway, yeah, I like Stafford has been wildly disappointing the first two weeks of the season and I am tempted to, and I took Stafford a lot in, in season long leagues. Uh, it hasn't worked out very well, but his average depth of target skyrockets when Kenny Galladay is in the game, or, or at least it plummets when Kenny Galladay is out of the game. Right. Now, may, maybe this is a different offense and we just don't realize it. I would think it's the other way around. And if Galladay is back and he's healthy and this is sort of a must compete game for the lions at this point. But yeah, I, I I was totally with you until we got to like must or what you're going to be terrible again. You are terrible again. Like the right. Lions were I, never. I mean, did, do we think the Lions thought that they were like playoff contenders this year? I mean, I picked them to win the division, so I hope. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to do a thing, but now I'm just going to pretend like I was doing a thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it's a must win. That's you dunking on me there. Must win game for the Lions this week, really. <laughs> That's a must win game for my division <laughs> pick. I can't handle any more text from Prisco about it. It's driving me <laughs> insane. Uh, the guy I want to smash in this spot, Heath, and maybe it's too obvious because of what Aaron Jones did last week, but I think he could fly under the radar just a touch because of the running backs in the aforementioned Cowboys-Seahawks game. Kenyon Drake has looked good. 
He's run well. He hasn't got uh, a lot. Of, yeah, I don't think he's got any scores because Kyler Murray's run the ball. Maybe he scored once. In fact, yeah, there was a. He's uh, not even the leading rusher on his own team. Right, Kyler's been such a heavy rusher, but there's a very good chance that the game script will allow the Cardinals to force feed Kenyon Drake, and he has a monster game. Yeah, I don't, I don't dislike it, and I think like I've played him each of the last two weeks, and it hasn't worked out great. Um, I will, I will have some Drake, especially with Murray or with Stafford. Okay. Um, and you think the Murray, oh, so the, the, so you would do like a Stafford Galladay Drake stack. Right. Because like, if they have that lead, Stafford's throwing a lot, Galladay's catching passes and Drake's running a lot. D- does it concern you at all that Stafford was getting his face kicked in by the Packers and still didn't put up a great score? He didn't have Kenny Galladay. Okay. So that's, we're going to go with that. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. I'm just, that's what I'm, I'm going just, with. Okay, it's fine with me. Um, all right, let's. Uh, anything else from this game that we're missing? Dan Arnold? No. Big Dan? No. Dan the man? Nope. Okay, no Dan Arnold. Fair enough. Let's move on to the next game. Those are the two highest. Those are the only two games. This is a unit Debo. This is why Debo is the best at what he does. He's figured out through the process of this that it's best to sort by over under nice. totals. And like he adjusted just on the fly. I noticed it. I didn't want to say anything, but you know, I right. want to credit Debo. Credit. Because he knows we're going to get 25 minutes in and be through two games. And he wants us to go fast through the games that don't matter that much. It's literally what he's slacking me right now. He's like, please <laughs> shut up and keep me uh, the Rams and the Bills <laughs> would not have guessed this is going to be a 47 over under total. And yet here we are. The Bills are favorites, two and a half point favorites against the Rams. I would assume that Josh Allen is going to be very popular again because he has been putting up monster numbers. I will take a hard pass on Josh Allen this week. I was actually on the Action Network podcast, uh, the Flex podcast with uh, Matthew Friedman, uh, Sean, and, and Chris Raybon uh, over there. Go check it out. It's a good appearance. And I, they were like, who are you low on at quarterback? I said, Josh Allen. I think, he's, I, think he's, I think he's good, and he's getting better. I think he's good for season-long leagues. I don't want him in this spot against a, a Rams defense. I think he's very good. It, this is uh, kind of a... I will admit I was totally all wrong about Josh Allen if he does it to the Rams. Oh, if he does um, it to the Rams, it's, uh, right. I mean, just move to Mars. Right. Or have, um, or hire somebody to kill Pete Prisco. But, like, I think that's in the same price range on FanDuel. I don't know if they are on DraftKings, but I'm playing Cam Newton over Josh Allen. Josh Allen is, so Russell Wilson is the highest price at 7300 on DraftKings. Dak, 7200 Makes total sense. Josh Allen, 6900 Nice. Kyler Murray, 6,800. Cam, 6,700. Matt Ryan, 6,600. So I would have no Josh Allen in that situation. I don't think I'll have any Josh Allen. Yeah, I I don't think I will have – I don't know. Do you know where Stephon Diggs ranks at DraftKings? Sixth. Fourth, including Julio, who may or may not play. So is he more or less than Ridley? He, uh, Ridley is, he is the, uh, $200 less than Ridley. So it's Hopkins at 7,900, Julio 7,400, Ridley 7,200, Diggs 7,000, Thielen 6,900, Mike Evans 6,800, Godwin 6,700. Yeah, I, I would have no. zero Diggs as well. Yeah. I don't, and I don't really like the Rams running backs are probably the only interesting part of this game to me. I guess if they don't get their linebackers back, then you have to consider Higby after what Gasicki just did to the Bills. But, if Daryl Henderson and one other running back are active for the Rams, then I will have some Henderson in a contrarian way. If Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers are both out, then Henderson's probably chalk because of his price. But uh, I was pretty impressed with Daryl Henderson last week. I was I was very impressed with Daryl Henderson. I was impressed with Daryl Henderson coming into the season. Yeah, like I love Daryl Henderson. I think he's awesome. Um, I worry a little, I, you know, I don't know if I do worry a little bit about game script at all in this, this one. He's, he can catch passes. I, and I have no, I, I, like, I, I feel zero confidence in what the game script is going to be in this game. I think that if I were betting on this game, and I, I'll probably send this email to Debo, um, for our picks podcast, which is tomorrow, which will come out tomorrow. Um, I think this is under 47 and a half is too high for this game. I think so, but I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't, I don't know. I, I think I love the under. I think this yeah. is, we've seen Sean McDermott 
they were really aggressive against Miami late. Maybe they'll be really aggressive against the Rams. I think it's more likely they try to play ball control. And I think it's also likely that the, that the, the Rams try to play ball control and to, to run the football because I don't think they will want to face a situation where you have Jared Goff and Josh Allen shooting it out against defenses that feature Tredavious White and Jalen Ramsey. That is begging for turnovers in bad spots that puts you in a, in a negative game script uh, to, to win the game. Buffalo, by the way, only checking out as the twelfth uh, defense by DVOA currently. That's it's early in the season, so they're all hurt. What's that? They're hurt. Yeah, seventeenth against the run. Daryl Henderson won't be that owned, I don't think. Oh, it'll be very low. It's the only problem is if Brown and Acres are both active, then I can't. I get yeah. a three-headed monster. So I was able to get Daryl Henderson on every waiver wire I wanted. I was stunned. In season, because everybody one. wanted Mike Davis and Devontae Freeman. I would, I mean, I will bet anyone any amount of money that Daryl Henderson outscores Devontae Freeman the rest of the year. Well, not any amount of money, but you get the point. Yeah. I would, I would love to take Daryl Henderson, the side of Daryl Henderson. I trust, I'll take the talent over the guy who's going to come in cold as hell off the streets and, and end up, I hope he didn't get hurt, but you know, it happened. Uh, anybody you do have interest in this game? Not really. Yeah. I think maybe, Higby. maybe Higby. Okay. Higby, if the Bills linebackers are out. Right. Otherwise you let people flock to this ownership, which I think they will. Allen and Diggs for sure. I don't. I don't think the Rams side will have much. Okay, and I have no interest in Jared Goff as well. Raiders at the Pats over under forty seven and a half. The Patriots minus six. Josh Jacobs seventy three hundred. Cam Newton sixty seven hundred. We mentioned Julian Edelman sixty two hundred. Incredible game for Cam against the Seahawks, who apparently aren't very good on defense. But you know what? Neither are the Raiders. Yeah, I don't know. Like this is one where we'll just wait and see what the ownership projection says but i'm not expecting with kyler and wilson and dak and josh allen matt ryan i don't think cam's roster rate is going to be very high and um like in this format where it's not six points per pass touchdown he's my number two quarterback this week so i will have a ton of cam newton he's your number two quarterback dose kyler one cam two and then dak and russ three and four uh, Lamar's three. Well, on this oh, slate. Okay. Oh, on the slate. Right, right. But yes. for the overall. So you have Kyler and Cam above Lamar for the week. I do. That's spicy. Yeah. The, uh, roster rate, roster rate is not up yet, but man, I mean, I could just see a situation where somebody would rather get involved in Russ and Dak rather than like I can see somebody sliding down at the wide receiver position, 500 bucks, rather than the quarterback position. I've probably got preliminary numbers, my friends here from UF Collective. Uh, and it shows Dak, Kyler, Ryan. Nope, this is not updated yet. So, nope. Okay. All right. That's fine. We record this on a Wednesday, so roster rate's not out yet. The uh, What about the Raiders? Any interest in them against the Patriots defense that didn't look – Great against the Seahawks offense. It might just be a juggernaut. Uh, I think Waller and Jacobs. Yes, Waller probably be about insanely it. owned. Uh, yeah, and, and maybe, matter. maybe. I mean, last week everybody just played the cheap tight ends. Okay, that's yeah, actually okay. That, no, that's true. If Waller is the top owned tight top, uh, excuse me, top price tight end, Kittle is, but I don't think Kittle's going to play because is it like insane? Yes, that in this. Multi-billion dollar industry, there is a stadium whose surface a coach doesn't want his player to play on? That they're having to play on that same surface two weeks in a row? Yes, it is insane. Well, not just that they play on two weeks, but like there should be every single surface should be like this. These should be the 32 best surfaces in the world to do anything. Right. How is it possible? It's, it's like last year when AJ Green got hurt because they were playing on Dayton's field in the preseason. And it was like, well, it turns out there are a bunch of pebbles on the field and uh, screwed up his knee. It's like, you just took like $70 million away from that guy because you needed to celebrate the 100th anniversary of Dayton football? Like, so so you're telling me that the 49ers might lose their title, to, or like their NFC title defense, might might miss the playoffs, might, you put jobs on the line, you put contracts on the line, you put people's futures on the line because you want to have Shakira perform like four days after your football game and you need to be cheap about turf. What are we doing here? I, I don't understand. It's a good rant. 
I mean, it's a good point by you. I don't know if the rant's any good. Yeah, Kittle's the number one tight end, 6,300 on DraftKings. Higby is actually ahead of Waller, 5,900. Uh, uh, Waller's 5,700. 54 for uh, Fant, 53 for Hawkinson, and 52 for Johnny Smith. Give me all the Waller. He's not going to be owned at all. I Yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but, like, 16 targets kind of sticks in people's mind. Yeah, but the problem is, is there somebody out there are there a lot of people out there who are going to say, all right, I'm going to get Dak or Russ, add in a wide receiver from that game that's not Michael Gallup, add in a running back from that game, and then be able to squeeze Darren Waller in there? Probably not. No, no, it'd be a lot harder on DraftKings. It's always easier to squeeze in on FanDuel. But, yeah, and I think the other thing is a lot of times a person's tight end play is dictated by whichever game they're stacking. For sure. And I don't imagine a lot of people are going to play Derek Carr. So I would say, like, if I could get a Cam, mm. um, Harry, Waller situation going on, I would like that. Edelman's fine, too, but I don't think anybody's going to play to kill Harry. And then you could just play those three and play chalk all around them. Yes, and if, if that game like ends chalk. up being a shootout, right. which is possible. Right. right. Yeah, I like that idea. Um Okay. Bears one, at, one other thing, like yes. Cam, I think falls into the category like Lamar Jackson, where that you don't necessarily have to stack. You don't have to stack him, right? right. Although Julian Edelman, how about Julian Edelman, career high in receiving yards with Cam Newton? I mean, imagine well, well best quarterback he's ever played with. Woo! Cam's. A, I, I've been asked this several <laughs> times on radio this week, and it's like somebody's like, "No, this may be a hot take." Patriots upgraded a quarterback. I'm like that's not even a hot take. It's just factual. Like, he's currently not, better than Tom Brady. Yes. Yeah, you would. If, if, if the Bucks call and really, hey, would you want Tom back and we'll, we'll just take Cam off your hands? They'd be like, no, absolutely right. not. Have you seen Cam's contract? All right, Bears at Falcons. How is the over under 47 and a half? That is a surprising number. Um, two wide receivers in Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley that will likely be heavily owned, even though the Bears secondary has been fairly decent. Uh, and if Julio Jones is out for whatever reason, you have to imagine that Calvin Ridley, perhaps incorrectly, will be even higher owned. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if Julio plays. I don't think he will be highly rostered at all because he just disappointed. Ridley's outperformed him. There's that whole he doesn't score touchdowns thing. I don't think a lot of people are going to stack Falcons against the Bears. Like the other problem is one of the reasons it's so fun to stack the Falcons is because they can't stop anyone. How certain are we they can't stop the Bears? Like, they might be able to stop the Bears. So, or the I, Bears will at least stop themselves. Right. I think like, I wouldn't blame someone for wanting to play Allen Robinson. At some point, he has to get going, and this is a fantastic matchup. I don't have any problem with playing David Montgomery or with stacking this game. This is probably the sneaky, sneaky stack. Um, but I'm I don't have a lot of interest in this game at first blush. Okay. Are we, are we off our little Mitch Trubisky tryst after two weeks? Um, I don't know. I, what's, where is he at on DraftKings? Because he's kind of overpriced, I think, on FanDuel this week. He is. Like he's 200 more than Matthew Stafford. Oh, no. He is, uh, he is very cheap. He's 5,700. The only starting quarterbacks, well, yeah, the starting quarterbacks who are below him are Baker Mayfield. Um, not Tyrod Taylor, but you know, he's below Justin Herbert. Um, Jared Goff, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Jeff Driscoll, Dwayne Haskins, Teddy Bridgewater, and Nick Mullins. So I'm playing Trubisky on DraftKings, but not on FanDuel is what I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's below Wentz, Herbert, Tannehill, Rivers, Brady, Burrow, Stafford, Roethlisberger, Watson. I would rather have him than most of those guys, I think. Wentz is a little intriguing to me. Burrow is just going to throw a bunch. And uh, Rivers, I think, could have a sneaky game because the Jets are god-awful. But, um, I, I mean, I just don't know. Trubisky's just sort of feel, – I feel like I'm getting – I feel like I'm like, how many times are I going to keep going back to this guy that I keep making fun of on Twitter? Right. But he was he was a good play week one. Yeah, I guess he had 24 you're 50, points. 50-50. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. You just couldn't – you weren't going to win a deal. You weren't going to win a, a GP, right. which is what – I'm not playing him in cash. I want him in. The only reason we're here. Right. I'm not here 
for 50. I'm not here to double my profit. I mean, I, it's really nice, but I would like to put 5 billion times it. Uh, okay. Moving along. Wait, so I'm sorry. Are you going to play Ridley and Jones? Yeah. I am. I think the best case scenario might be if Jones plays and is right. out there, but isn't like a hundred percent. He's sort of a decoy and they just keep feeding Ridley. Yeah, probably. Okay. Titans at Vikings. Okay. Yeah. How is it over under 47 and a half for a Vikings game? What, what are we doing? What, what are we doing? The Vikings, Vikings are really bad. They're um, one of the five worst teams in football. Yeah. I, I mean, I think John O at just about everyone who besides Kirk Cousins is in play. Really? Um, what's that? Even Thielen? I think so because he's probably going to see 40% of their targets. He's like this, you talk about a team seen. that's desperation mode that thought that they were division contenders at the beginning of the year and is now at home and has the, the fraudulent Titans coming to town. Ooh, talk to I, me I about sh- fraudulent Titans. I shouldn't have said that, but like Why? there's a little bit, I, I still feel of fraudulent Titans. They, they, we always question how is their defense not giving up any points and they have this, Corey well, Davis is. is their number one wide receiver. Yeah, they gave up 30 to Jacksonville. I, I I think this would be the spot if you're looking for a team to make a last stand. It would be the Vikings here. Okay. I, I'd probably like the Vikings to cover. The 0-2 teams typically do well right. in, in week three because they're desperate and all of that. Are you going to avoid Derrick Henry here? I Jonathan think Taylor might... had a nice little day last week. He did. He he did. They, they are not um they're not blocking very well right now. And Henry doesn't look like I don't understand why he gets better when he like he just doesn't get tired and everybody else gets tired or something. It's crazy. But, but early in the year, he just does not produce as well. So like I might have a little bit of Henry, but I'm not playing him in cash or anything. I'll play a little Corey Davis, a little bit John New, and probably quite a bit of Thielen. Okay. So do you are you worried that Either the Vikings, like the Vikings play really well and they get up and the, the Titans are throwing the ball or it's just Derrick Henry can't seem to break. He can't break one. It's like he's really close to break. I feel like, it, it, what do you think his roster rate will be? Um, that's interesting. Cause he burned a lot of people. 20%. Oh, that's a lot. I, I'm just like, we don't have Barkley. We don't have McCaffrey. Um, like we're a little light on elite running backs if that's your type of thing. But then Miles Sanders, we don't have Aaron I think, Jones. I think Henry might be like ten percent or less because we don't have Alvin Kamara. Yeah, Jones and Kamara are on the in the night game. All right, but let me ask you this: Let's say you decide you want to go with one elite running back on DraftKings. Are you paying seventy eight hundred for not you necessarily, but just the average person seventy eight hundred for Derrick Henry or seventy seven thousand for Jonathan Taylor? I think you bump down to Taylor and then you move up somewhere else with the 800 extra you got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's probably true. Okay. I, I think, I think Henry might be less than 15% because he burned people. If he's and, below 10%, then I will play a lot more of them. Yes. I agree with that completely. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we will rip through the rest of the games. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The Bengals at the Eagles, Philadelphia, despite starting 0-2 and Carson Wentz uh, has been awful. Awful. He has 9.2% of his throws, according to Pro Football Focus, are are turnover worthy. 40.7% of his throws, according to PFF, are are K 
catchable. Yeah, he's been really bad, and I'm not playing him. Um, I am not like uh, Miles Sanders. I might just have 100% exposure. Wow. I I am going to play some Dallas Goddard for sure because he's still priced cheaper than Zach Ertz, and I'm not really sure why. Um, and I might like. If we get into a spot where I'm building, I'm like, man, I'd really like a, a punt play at tight end. It's Drew Sample. Ooh, that's a little. He was a, a he's and I overlook him too, even in my dynasty rankings. But he was a second round pick last year. Yep. Joe Burrow, twenty one percent of his passes in his first two games have gone to tight ends. Uzama's out, and Sample saw nine targets last week against the Browns. Ooh, that is a sneaky good play. I there like that. What's the, and I'm just going to look up his price on, do you have any interest in Joe Burrow? I look up Drew Sample's price. On I would rather play Burrow than Wentz. <laughs> yeah, you think? Would you, uh, in season long leagues, would you play Burrow over Stafford? No, I would rather play Stafford. And I, I, yeah, I'd play Stafford. Okay. Um, what is Drew Sample's price on DraftKings? It was, it's 3,500. That makes the rest of the lineup a little bit easier to put together. Makes it a lot easier. And he is located with uh, super sleeper Logan Thomas. Oh, CJ Uzama's on, on IR. Yeah, Taurus Achilles. Oh, he's done. Last Thursday. He's done, done. I didn't realize that. How did I miss that? Uh, right, the sample might be a pickup if you're starving for a tight end in the league. I mean, I picked, him up in, I picked him up in two uh, tight end premium leagues. Oh, cool. Uh, and he's with OJ Howard, who might garner some ownership. Mellie Cox, Jordan Reed down there as well. Jordan Reed's not a terrible play this week either. Uh, Texans at Steelers. Anybody else I missed from that? AJ Green? Eh. Uh, yeah, I'll play AJ Green for sure. Oh, really? Okay. $6,000. Yep. All right. I like him better on FanDuel because he's even cheaper on FanDuel and FanDuel is usually more expensive, but on DraftKings, I'll still play a little. He's cheaper on FanDuel than DraftKings? 5,900 on FanDuel. That's wild. Yeah. That's a good little, that's a good little play. I like that. Uh, Texans at Steelers, top price players there. Oh, the Steelers are minus four, the over under 45. This feels like an under game to me. The Steelers, I mean, the Texans thus far, the Texans are 0 and 2, should be desperate. The Steelers, Steelers, frankly, probably shouldn't be 2 and 0. Uh, James Connor, 6,700. Juju, 66. Deshaun Watson, 65. Who, who do you like in this game? I can't say that I like very much in this game. I can't say that I don't agree with you. Yeah, I I don't currently have a lot of plans of being involved in this game very much at all. Uh, any interest in Deontay Johnson, who is fifty four hundred at, at fifty four hundred? I like Deontay Johnson. Yes, he is. That is really cheap for him. I'm surprised he didn't go up. He is actually uh, he's dealing with a lingering toe injury. It was reported, so that is uh, that is notable. But yeah, not a lot of plays in this game. Both teams, I would expect, will try and slow the pace down significantly. Yep. That's bad for fantasy. Yes, it is. The Steelers' defense is also good. Washington, I thought I was going to say a bad word there. I didn't. Washington at the at Cleveland. The Browns minus seven. The Browns are seven-point favorites. What a world we live in. The over-under 44. Nick Chubb had a monster game last Thursday, 10 days to rest. Kareem Hunt also had a huge game. They were priced at 6,900 and 6,100 respectively. I don't know how you can't love Odell Beckham here, though. 6,300 on DraftKings. Beckham should have had a big game last week, Heath. This he had a good game. He should have had a monster game. And the Washington football team, while they are good at stopping the run, have nobody in the secondary. They're pretty good at getting after the passer, though, right? Yeah, but you can roll Baker out. I mean, that's what they couldn't yeah. get after Kyler. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, that's a different beast altogether. For sure. But... Yeah, this is a really good test of what does Stefanski do against an offense that really can't score very many points against his defense. Right. Um, I would be concerned that Odell Beckham gets 30% of the targets and that means six targets. That would be a problem. Uh, um, but I don't like, I don't dislike Beckham. My favorite play in this game would be my favorite Browns play all season long so far and it's still Kareem Hunt. I don't think there should be $800 difference between Hunt and Chubb. I think they're both priced well. Um, I wouldn't mind having a little bit of both, but I like on FanDuel, they're still $1,600 apart, $6,200 and $7,800. It's easy to play Hunt. 
Um, I will still play some McLaurin for Washington, but this is also not a game. Like I think this will be slow and ugly. Yeah, Cleveland and Washington. It, it yeah. really reeks of slow and ugly. I would note that, um, and I think this is important. I, I really, I really do. I don't think. It, I think it's a stat that's sort of flying under the radar. It doesn't. Ca- this doesn't cap what Nick Chubb's value is by any stretch of the imagination because he's a very efficient runner. But Kevin Stefanski is one year as an offensive coordinator with the Vikings. Had Dalvin Cook had one game with more than twenty five carries. It was twenty six. Nick Chubb had 22 carries against the, the Bengals last Thursday. And it was very clear that and he rushed for 124 yards and two touchdowns. Like he was awesome, but it was very clear. Like at, uh, at 20 carries, Kareem Hutt came in and took a bunch of carries. And I think that might be their rotation that they want to use, get a lead against worse teams, bring in Hunt as the closer, and then, you know, mix the guys up as you close out the game. So it's one of those where if you, if you play Nick Chubb, he needs to get his early. Right, right. Well, and like the other side of that thing is that's a pretty sweet gig for Kareem Hunt. <laughs> you come in after the defense has exactly. just been obliterated. Right. And you saw it in that game. I mean, he was like seven yards a carry or something. Oh, they were, they were annihilating. I mean, they were that, that final drive, the final touchdown drive for the Browns. It was like they averaged 10 point or 12.4 yards per carry. <laughs> so, but I will also say that like playing Kareem Hunt is not for the faint of heart because you spend a good portion of the game thinking, Oh man, is Kareem Hunt going to get the ball? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, look, he's got 13 carries in week one, 10 carries in week two, uh, eight total targets. He's, he, he's going to get, he's going to get, he's get, both guys are going to have to be efficient. That's the only problem. Right. And so you, like you said, you do have to sort of, uh, sort of playing with fire to a degree. The Panthers at the Chargers, Chargers minus six and a half over under 44. Don't know if you heard Tyrod Taylor stabbed in the uh, lung with a painkiller needle. Yeah, it's his own really, doctor. really strange how the Chargers always have all these injuries. Um, it's almost like healthy. Dr. Nick and Dr. Spichiman are running things in the Chargers medical office. Uh, I feel terrible for Terod Taylor, mostly. Um, I I don't know. Carolina's weird. Uh, um, we streamed Derek Carr going to Carolina, and he was not very good for fantasy. And then we said, don't worry about Tom Brady against the Saints. He gets Carolina this week. And he was not very good for fantasy. So I would imagine Justin Herbert's going to turn into kind of a popular, uh, cheaper quarterback play. I, I'm i not as convinced. Um, he made some really good plays and looked better than I expected against the Chiefs, but yeah. also threw a terrible, terrible interception and had Mike Williams wide open in the end zone, but held the ball too long and then got the ball knocked down. So I will, like, I know Joshua Kelly is going to get a little bit of steam probably because the Chargers should be ahead, but Mike Davis will probably be chalk because of his price. Yes. I uh, don't feel great about that either. He had, eight targets. he had eight targets replacing McCaffrey in, in catch-up mode, though, which is at least worth yeah. noting. Yes, it is. I, I'm not saying don't play him, but I don't feel great about it. I'm going to play some DJ Moore, which should, yeah. should, should surprise no one. DJ Moore is awesome. Yeah. DJ Moore might lead the league in receiving yards. Yeah. So I'll, I'll play some DJ Moore, and uh, I don't love the rest of the game. So let me ask you this. This is just a rumor that I saw. This is something I saw somebody tweet out. It was something that um, Matt Rule mentioned in training camp. And I only mentioned this. Yeah. I only say this because Curtis Samuel is $4,000. Curtis Samuel carried the ball a bunch in college. Yeah. It would be a very new first-year head coach thing to give Curtis Samuel 15 to 20 carries this game. And Mike Davis gets like five. I mean, if you've got a guy who you think is really talented and fast and can do things – but he only catches it 40% of the time you throw it to him. Maybe you just hand it to him instead. So you don't, have, he doesn't have to catch it <laughs> or just put it in the backfield and run read option with Teddy. Yeah. Um, I, I don't hate that idea. Like at least that will be unique. There won't, well, there won't be anybody on Curtis. Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> he will. And if he, if he, I think, I think if you do this, here's the thing, if that is going to be what happens, it's going to come out. Uh, it's going to come out late in the process. Like it'll come out on like Sunday morning. Right. So if you're gonna, if you're thinking about building a lineup involving Curtis Samuel as a running back, maybe have it as like a 
pivot to option on Sunday morning rather than it being the central focus of your roster build. Also, I would not do this unless you're playing like 20 lineups. Like don't right. make that this one of your nuts. three shots. <laughs> right. That's right. Um, oh, also, di- one last thing. Yeah. You don't have to do this if you're playing a Matthew Stafford lineup or a Cam. This is what you do with your Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson lineup as the differentiator. Don't, right. don't do this in your other contrarian lineups. Where like Curtis Samuel rushes for 60 yards and two touchdowns somehow. And right. It, and all of a sudden it changes everything about your chalky lineup. Right. That's, that's a very good point. Uh, Tom Brady, 35 passing attempts. Derek Carr, 30 passing attempts. I, I think the problem may be for these guys is that Carolina's offense isn't as good and as fast paced as we sort of thought. They'll put up points. Could be. They're just sort of a little more methodical. They did, they had a three minute, two minute drive. <laughs> um, and the Chargers are slow too. I might just stay away from this game entirely. Don't know why we spent so much time talking about it. Sorry. Jets at Colts. Colts minus 11. This line continues to shoot up. The over-under is 43 and a half. Uh, I would presume that Jonathan Taylor is going to be quite chalky. Yeah. And I'm still going to play him. And that might be it. Braxton Berrios in a GPP. Okay. I think he had nine targets last week. It's not Sam Darnold's fault. And I, need, I believe he's playing need- in the slot. We need the the will the the goodwill hunting gif. It's not your fault, Sam. We have no idea if it's like no one has any idea how good Sam Darnold is. I I know how good everyone who played for Adam Gase in Miami is now. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's not Sam Darnold's fault. 21 of 32 last week for 179 yards and one touchdown. I mean, you can't play him, obviously. Play the Colts defense. There you go. Colts defense will be very popular. Yeah. This this game stinks. Fox minus six at Broncos over under 43 and a half. I think. This is a big name, big avoid spot that this game goes under 35 points. Uh, yeah. Play the Tampa Bay defense. And I don't know that I will play any other players from this game. I have no interest in Leonard Fournette, who I think will also be chalky because of how he did last week, but it was basically garbage time. And we don't know if they'll actually roll Ronald Jones back in. Yep. I just avoid. Okay. 49ers at the Giants over under 41. George Kittle is the top price player at 6,300, the top price tight end as well. But I don't know how you play him after seeing half your team get hurt on that turf. Yeah, I don't think they're going to play him. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is not playing either. It's a Nick Mullins game. Yeah. I, this is where you really, um, like, whose backups are better? And I guess Darius Slayton's an okay tournament play. Um, I don't want to play a Giants running back, and I – I don't really want to play a four. No, you can't trust what Devontae. Devontae Freeman will be cheap. He's, he has to be like four grand. I can't imagine. Jordan Reed's fine. Jordan Reed's a fine punt play. It probably be. He'll probably end up being the chalk at tight end if Kittle's out. But he's a fine play. I think that Kyle Shanahan will take this game, and I think he will use thirty-eight like as much time on the play clock as he can every single snap, and he will he will put he will play a bunch of backups. He will try to win this game. 10 to 7 if he can. Yep. And get out of there and, and, and bitch and moan about the field turf the entire time. All right. Sunday night, Packers at the Saints. A lovely showdown game. I don't get this game at all. What do you mean you don't get it? The Saints are still like three point favorites, right? Oh, the Saints are going to win outright and cover easily. I don't, if that's the case, then I don't want any part of it because I don't think the Saints are scoring that many points without Michael Thomas. So the, the over-under is 51 and a half. I like the, I would like the under there. The Saints yeah. are going to obliterate the Packers. The wow. Saints have, the Saints have this like RJ White tweeted out, but I think the Saints have this great record of they're like terrible against the spread in week two and then great against the spread in week three. They're in Vegas. I think they probably, they'll be motivated to come back. Drew Brees is here and people talk. Yeah. The defense should be humiliated. They yeah. got gashed. By Derek Carr and, 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 but if all of this is true, then I just don't really want, like, Aaron Jones, if Devontae Adams doesn't play, is going to be a monster. He always is when Devontae Adams doesn't play. Um, and Alvin Kamara is a very good play because they have, like, he's going to be, he's the team's number one receiver and number one running back. Well, I, let me put it this way. I think there's a contrarian build here because, you, like, the way you're looking at it, I think is the way most people are looking at it, which is the Packers are going to put up a ton of points. Drew Brees is going to have to throw from behind. And Aaron Jones is going to run wild. So it's Aaron Jones, captain, Aaron Rodgers, 
Valdez, and then and then like a bunch of Drew Brees and a bunch of passing guys. I say you go Kamara as captain, Latavius Murray as a play, add in the Saints defense, and then you do Rodgers and a pass catcher. Okay. Because I think if you build it like that, you can probably get a lot more guys in, and it's the reverse of what people are expecting from that. Uh, it's definitely the reverse of what I'm expecting. Okay. Although I'm just expecting it's going to be ugly, an ugly game. Like I don't. The fact that the Saints are favored by three and it's a 51 over under, it doesn't make it. I don't think the Saints are scoring four touchdowns. But if they, one of them is defensive, that's fine. Packers defense might be terrible. We wouldn't know yet. No, we wouldn't because they played the Vikings and the Lions. Uh, okay. Any, uh, any beer for you, Heath? Absolutely. My friends at Microphone in Chicago, uh-huh. if you live anywhere where you can get Microphone beer, you should do that. And I don't really know that it matters which beer you get. Because um, it's all good. Ride the Dragon is a double IPA, um, five-star beer. Just absolutely delightful. Check one, two is fantastic. And then they, I don't, I'll be honest, like super flavored beers I often am not huge fans of. They had some, like, the most genuine flavors. Mm. Sitting, waiting, wishing was a pineapple milkshake IPA. Those are hit and miss. But if you it hit, it's was, really good. It, it hit. And then I don't know anything about this Wisconsin style of cheesecake that has blueberries or raspberries. You know, but you never heard of that? They have, I had three different kinds of cheesecake beers and they were delightful. Interesting. So go get yourself some microphone beer. Okay. Uh, and if your microphone listens to this podcast, (laughs) I'll let your boy, my DMs are open. Anybody who wants to send me beer and haven't (laughs) talked about on this podcast, send me and Heath beer. We will do it. Oh, yes. Yeah, my DMs are open. My DMs are always open for beer. Uh, there's a decent chance that I'll, you know, drink the beer and forget to tell you, forget to mention it. So, or forget to like, I'll be like, yeah, I'll send you something and then I'll forget. So if I've ever done that, I'm, I apologize. Yeah, I don't, I don't send beer to people. Right. Um, but I do receive beer and <laughs> give out advertising. Absolutely. All right. That's the show. Heath Cummings. Excellent stuff as always, buddy. Uh, let's, uh, spend some money this week. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!